God, well, what do you want to do? You want to get in the Word for a little bit? Amen. Let's believe God to show us something good today. You think He can? Yeah. I think He can. Every time I open His Word and trust Him, I've seen His goodness. And we'll see it today. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Father, we thank You for Your Word. And, and we ask today to be for hearts that would be open and receptive to You, Lord, that it would be the very words of God and not the words of man. Lord, that it would not be me speaking, but Your words through me. Lord, that You would show us Your love, Your goodness, Your kindness, that it would change our hearts, that it would change our lives, and that we would be and make a difference as we leave this place today. And we'll never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. God. You guys are quiet today. That rain and you feel like taking your nap now? No. All right. Let's open our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Start about uh, verse 4. The title of the sermon today is We Did It His Way. You guys have heard the song, I Did It My Way? Well, I did it my way, and that's not a good way. We'll do it His way. Amen. How many know God's got a way of doing everything? And He's got a reason for doing it the way He does it. You know, and so many people, they don't want to do it His way because they don't understand why He's doing it that way. And how many know you can trust God? Even if you don't understand. Get understanding. What's it say in Proverbs and all you're getting? Get understanding. But even if you don't understand why God does something a certain way, do it anyway. Because His ways are right. And His ways are higher than our ways, right? His thoughts are are greater than our thoughts, right? You know why? Because He only thinks in love. He only thinks because He is love. So when a thought comes out of Him, it was a thought of love, right? And it was a thought that would always succeed. Amen? And so we uh, we want to be like Him. So we'll do it. His way, right? 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. In other words, we're not left in this lower level to where we can only fight one way. Right? You ever seen those people say, you fight like a girl? (laughs) We fight like God. Right? When they say, you don't fight fair, we fight most fair, most just, we fight right all the time. The weapons of our warfare, they're not just of our flesh. We have got a greater weapon. Amen? Amen. What is the greatest weapon that God gives us? Yeah, you guys have been around me too long. I'm teaching a series on love. It's four years long now. Amen? Why? Because love is the basis for everything we do. And it is. I mean, what does this verse literally say? It says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through love. That's what it says. It says they're mighty through love. It doesn't, it doesn't just say they're mighty through God. We've got to quit looking at things in that box. Because we get that, you know, Rick was talking about fishbowl fish bowl vision. Well, we never had any fish because I'm sure they would have died. <laughs> but we did have some, actually, and we couldn't kill it. I mean, we couldn't, it wouldn't die. <laughs> We're so blessed, even fish that we don't take care of won't die. <laughs> but I didn't know that literally if you keep a fish in a bowl, it will only grow 
to the size of its bowl. Did you guys know that? Well, see, I didn't know that. I wasn't, I wasn't a, a fish entrepreneur, I guess, or whatever you call them. Fish scientist. But if you take it out and put it in a bigger pond, it'll grow bigger. And we proved it because we had, you know, in the Celebration Sunday, we would give goldfish away when you hit the ping pong ball in the thing or something, however. And we put the remaining goldfish in the pond here. They got really big. I think some of them are still in there if they didn't die this year when it froze over because we had to shrink it down as we were building. But we put God in a box when we only look at that verse and say, the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. Because we need, to, we need to think about who God is and how He works and how He operates. And He operates through love. Mighty through love. In other words, it doesn't matter what you do. It, you can say, you can start screaming at the devil. You can start screaming at what's going on. But unless it's based in this love of God, it will, it will hold no power. Because the mighty comes through God. And God is love. You want to be mighty? Love. You, you want to be powerful in the earth today? Love. Because love is the reaction that God gives to everything. Amen? And, and He has asked us, to. He, he has given us, He has equipped us for battle through love. Now everything else He has through that love is ours. And it works by that love. Every weapon. And that's why no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Why? Because our, our major weapon is love. And every weapon that we have that God's given us works through that love. Amen? Yes. Faith. How's it work? By love. By love. Amen? Everything He's given us works through this love. And it is mighty through love, through God, to the pulling down of strongholds. Why? Because there's nothing stronger than love. Absolutely nothing that can stand against it. It's the only thing that's never failed. You know, Jesus prayed for Peter. And He said, I pray that your faith doesn't fail. So, in other words, faith has a failure. Why? If you don't use it in love. Because what did He tell him? The very next thing He said, I pray that your faith doesn't fail. And when you've returned. <laughs> he already He's throwing love right in there. He's saying, I trust in the love of God in you. And I'm praying that your faith not, don't, won't fail. And when you return... Love your brothers. That's what, that's what he said, right? Minister to them, right? When you return, love. Why? What's he saying? When your faith, when your faith doesn't fail because of love, come and love. You guys going to get tired of hearing about love? Nope. No. no. We, we won't get tired of it. It's his way. It's his way. It would, it's what gives us the ability to react differently to every circumstance and situation. Amen. We have, we have abilities. Jesus wasn't just a good preacher. He came and told us what we can be and what we can do. It's not just what you should do. It's what you can be and what you can do. Thank you. Right? <laughs> you guys are looking at me funny. We can do everything that Jesus said. We can love our enemies. We can be kind to the unthankful. We can do this. We have this ability through God. Amen? Amen. Love is our litmus test. Yeah. Right? Everything, if, if you have a thought and you're going to make it obedient, oh, we didn't read the rest of the verse, did we? 
It says, it says uh, casting down imaginations. So it says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations. You know, a lot of people say, hey, I don't want to imagine that about me. I don't want to imagine that about the situation. You know, I don't want to imagine cancer strong. I don't want to imagine my, my bills aren't paid. You know what? You don't want to imagine they're not a good person. You don't want to think bad about others. That's the imaginations we need to start casting down. Don't spend all your time casting down imaginations about you. <laughs> right? We imagine all kinds of things about other people when you're driving your car. <laughs> I imagine they don't know how. <laughs> Gas pedal broke. <laughs> Pretty good at that, aren't I? I'm getting worse at it all the time. I'm getting worse at it because I'm not going to think that way anymore. Best thing I could do is shut up. Huh? You know, people say, well, say something nice. Say something nice in love. Don't just say something for people to hear. Right? How many know love isn't empty? When love words come out, they're full of power. When, when, when other words come out, they're empty. You ever had somebody trying to manipulate you to get you to do something? Everything they speak is a sale. They're trying to manipulate you to get you to do something. That's not love. Love words are full of power. And they go out and they, get, and they enable and empower the person you're speaking about or to. When Jesus spoke to people in love, He empowered them to be greater than they were. Right? He empowered them to be well. What did He say? He said, be well. That's empowering words, isn't it? Why? Because they're spoken in love. He wanted them to be well. He knew the love of God for them. And He said, be made whole. He recreated them right there. He said, be made whole. He recreated them whole with His words. Can we do that? It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Any thought, any thought other than God's thought is one too many thoughts. <laughs> well, I'm just a free thinker, you know, Dave. I'm just a free thinker. I like to think. I know God likes me to think. No, God likes you to think like He thinks. If you think in love, you don't have to wonder how He thinks. You will be thinking like Him. You'll think something and God will say, that's what I thought. You, yeah, people are, people are trying to find God's thought and think it. Think love and you'll think God's thought. You'll be thinking just like Him. You will, you will go from imaginations of wrong of others, wrong about yourself, wrong about situations. You know, we look at situations so many times and we judge them. God looks at them. And he puts mercy in them. Hallelujah. Amen. He he looks at them, you know, and he he thinks differently when, than we think. He doesn't think, well, that's just awful. You know, we look at things like, oh, that's the worst thing ever. God never thinks that. God thinks in love. God thinks of how it can be. God thinks of how it should be. God thinks of how how I'm going to make it that way. Amen. Glory to God. 
It says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity. Man, that sounds pretty rough. But that's what he's saying. He's saying, he's saying take that thought captive and say no. You, we, you know, people, people d- decide to think one thing or another or they decide to react one way or another. Take that reaction captive. You, you decided to do it. <laughs> when you decided to answer sharply or wrongly, you decided. People say, well, I just did it before I thought. No, you didn't. You did it because that's what you thought. Why? Because your reaction, uh, the flesh reaction, the carnal weapons are weapons of pride and they're we- weapons of self-preservation. You ever notice when somebody, when somebody is hurt, their weapon against you, or, or if they don't like a situation, the first thing they do is justify themselves and talk about how wrong it is. Right? Glad I'm not that way. Whew. Ooh, boy. Man, that Rick only had $5. He must not have been serving God. He was probably wasn't even tithing. He should feel glad he had five bucks. What kind of thinking is that? Stinking thinking, that's right. We don't have to think that way. And we can take into captivity those thoughts and react in love. If you'll, if you'll take into captivity the other reactions, the flesh, the carnal weapons, amen, the things that want, that want to uh, prove your righteousness. We don't try to prove our righteousness. Our righteousness proves us. Right. We act like we're righteous because we are, not to prove we are. Right? right. That's right. right? Yes. And righteous people aren't put here to judge. Jesus said he was righteous and he was the only one that could judge and he chose not to. Yeah. And He made us the same righteousness through Him with the ability to judge or give mercy. And He said, I give mercy. Jesus gave mercy. I reckon I want to give mercy. Amen. You know, so many people, we, so many times I caught myself reading the Bible and I looked at all the people that needed healing, that had other problems in their life, and I looked at myself like I was that person. We need to start looking at ourselves like we're Jesus. Yeah. That's, 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 the, that's, the, that's the point of the Gospels is to show us who He's made us to be. Not, yes, we're redeemed from all that stuff, but who are we, what are we redeemed to do? To be like Him. To walk in this world in love and, and to have power over our own thoughts and imaginations. Right? And as we have power over these, we begin to react differently and do things His way. How did Jesus do things? Well, let's, let's look at one way he did things that really make, will make no sense to your flesh. Luke six twenty nine. You know what Jesus said? He said, I only do what the Father says do. I only say what the Father says say, right? I only do what love does. I only say what love says. It's your litmus test, right? You guys remember the litmus test? Lit, litmus? Lit, lit. <laughs> Did you guys ever watch Little Rascals? <laughs> Remember when they asked, oh, the spanky, they said, say, not the new Little Rascals, the old ones in black and white and bad, bad film and all that. And this teacher said, you put, use a, uh, make a sentence using the word isthmus. Did you guys ever see that? 
And he said, this must be my lucky day. <laughs> Litmus. <laughs> That's how I'd have used it too. <laughs> Teacher would have said, give him a C and get him out of here. <laughs> uh, glory to God. No, that's not what he... No, I mean, teachers love me. They wouldn't have said that. Luke six twenty nine, Jesus... And this is in the... This whole chapter is a bunch of stuff you can't do because it says love your enemies, bless those who curse you, right? It talks about doing all that stuff. And then he comes down to this and he says, to him that smites you on the cheek, smack him in the nose. Now, isn't that the flesh reaction? Isn't that what you would teach your kids? Huh? If somebody hits you, hit them back. <laughs> you know, some people wouldn't. Right? Is Jesus telling us to be a doormat? Is that what he's saying? He's saying, be a doormat, be a doormat to the world? No, he's saying, think in love. He's saying, think in love and you'll react a different way. And you'll react in a more powerful way. You will change a situation by how you react. And he said, if he smacks you on the cheek, offer him the other. What's he saying? He's saying, don't react the way they reacted to you. The world reacts that way. Hmm? That's what he's saying. He's saying, that's how the world reacts. The world takes if you take from them. Right? It's a dog-eat-dog world. Got to look out for number one. Jesus never taught that, and it ain't in the Bible. In fact, it is quite the opposite is in the Bible. You don't ever look out for number one because you ain't number one. If you're not at least number three, you're way too high on the list. Amen. I mean, I've been way too high on my list before. And if you're too high on your list, you don't think about other people. Hmm? Okay, I'm just going bl- to blow your mind today. When I first came back to begin to serve God, it wasn't 20-some years ago maybe now, 25 years ago. You know, I'd been out doing what I wanted to do, doing things my way, and I liked beer. <laughs> you know, I liked beer. And uh, I still drank beer when I came back. I thought, well, I don't see anything in the Bible about not drinking. You know, people do. Justify yourself and be in pride. Okay, get quiet. I wasn't always perfect like I am today. (laughs) And so I began helping with the youth at the church I went to. I didn't tell anybody I drank beer, of course, because I knew it wasn't right. I was trying to justify it in my own mind. And I'm not saying if you drink beer, it's wrong. For me, it wasn't right. In my heart, I knew you guys got to decide what you do on your own. Amen? If you can do it in faith and help others, I'm all for it. <clears throat> I didn't want to condemn anybody. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, I still drank. And uh, I stopped at the store on my way home one day and picked up a six-pack and was walking out of the store. And the church secretary was there. 
And I mean, she wasn't just the church secretary, she was the church overseer. If something happened to that church, she knew it. Well, the next day, I get a call from the youth pastor. And he says, you know, I need you to come down and sit and talk to me. You know, I knew why he didn't say why he wanted to, but I knew what he wanted. You know, I mean, I'm not stupid. (laughs) Dense sometimes, but not stupid. So I go down there. And, you know, his reaction was such a love reaction that I still remember it to this day. He said, you know, I can't tell you what to do about drinking beer. And I can't tell you the rights and wrongs of it. That's up to you. But he said, I can tell you, you can't do it and work with these kids. And he wasn't being mean. He was being honest. He was saying, you can't do it. He wasn't saying, I won't let you. He was saying, you cannot. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I didn't care about them. Because I didn't care how that would affect them. I just cared that I liked beer, so why couldn't I drink it? Changed my whole perspective of that situation. Why? Because now I can't minister the gospel in any form to the people that God told me, and God told me to go do it. Well, that changed your whole perspective. What? I wasn't operating in love. I was operating in another people. You know, anytime you find yourself defending something in your life, it's usually something you're getting ready to get rid of. (laughs) Right? (laughs) If you're not getting getting ready to get rid of it, then you and God are going to have a long battle. And He's just going to sit there and love you and wait for you to come around. But that love reaction was so different than I would have expected. I went in there expecting, what are you thinking? That's wrong. You can't do that. You're a sinner. But He didn't call me a sinner. He just said it puts you somewhere where you can't help. That hit me at the heart. And I have not had a beer since that day. Actually, since the day I bought those, because that was it. Why? Because people are more important. When we decide our reaction, we need to decide it from a people are more important standpoint. Our lives are more than what we see. They're more than what we do. They're, they're more everywhere. That's why it's important to do things His way. His ways are more than what you see. You know, we talked about this Wednesday night a little bit. If God told them in the temple to do everything just the way He told them to do it, if He said, overlay this in gold, He didn't do it just because He liked it in gold. It had purpose. Love said to do it that way. Love doesn't say to do anything without purpose. Everything love says has purpose and value, and it's going somewhere to happen. Amen? Amen? That's what God says, and that's His way. And if He says, when someone smites you on the cheek, somebody hits you in the jaw, turn the other cheek, what He's saying, don't react the way they did, and you'll change their life. We don't react like the world. We don't have the opportunity to be offended. Jesus never got offended. And He had way more opportunity than you. Yeah, yeah, right? He came to this world to save people that were spitting on Him and talking bad about Him, and and He came to die for them. What if He got offended? I ain't dying for them. Spitting on me, 
talking bad about me, won't listen to my words. They don't do anything I say. I quit. That's what offense does. Love never does that. That's why it doesn't fail. It never quits. Amen? If you never quit, you will never fail. Amen? If you never quit, you will never fail. Love. Amen? Jesus said if they smite you on the cheek, turn turn to the other. If he takes away your coat, go call the police. Huh? Takes away your coat, sue him. <laughs> oh, that mess. <laughs> well, you just got to protect yourself sometimes. You got to get your money back. Sometimes you have to sue. No. <laughs> no. No. Well, that's a lot of money. You reckon God was was upset about it? You, th- you reckon He looked at us and said, Ooh, you're right, Dave. You know, you better sue on this one because that's quite a bit of money. You know, if it were only 20 grand, I could get it back to you. But 40? Whew, no, you got to sue. Besides that, you'll never get it if you don't get a court ruling. I understand. That's not God and that's not love. You don't need a court ruling. You have, the, you have the highest ruling from the highest court in all the land. And he says, I'll take care of you. If they hit you in the jaw, turn the other one. Well, how am I going to make it without that money? The same way you made it without it all the time that you didn't have it before you sued them. (laughs) Did you notice that lawsuits take years and you made it the whole time? (laughs) I'm not telling you what to do. Drink beer, sue people. I just... What I am telling you is no matter what you choose to do and what you can settle in your own spirit, react in love and act out of love. Amen? Because that is God's way. That is God's way of doing things. While we were His enemies, He loved us. He commended His love towards us. While we were far away, He began doing things to draw us near. Amen? When we see people that are far away from us, when they are far away from God, we should not do things that would repel them. We should do things that would draw them. Amen? The church has got to get out of its box and start operating like this. Because too much of us look like the world when we walk out this door. Amen? (laughs) Me too. I'm I'm talking to all of us. Love is what... It's what sets us apart. I mean, if somebody hits you in the jaw and you turn the other one, be guaranteed they're not just going to hit you. You're going to go, what? Why? Because nobody does that. It made you different. Now they want to know why are you different. There's more to you. And if you did it in love, not just because the Bible said do it, because remember all the verses up to this was talking about love, loving your enemies, praying for those who despitefully use you. It's talking about love because he knows you can't turn the other cheek without it. It's not possible. People without love don't do that. 
Amen? Amen? They don't say things right. They don't do things right. They don't do things God's way. They're not looking at God's way because we don't care about God's way. When we're operating in the flesh, we're operating in our own power. Amen? Without love, that's very powerless. Glory to God. So we want to train ourselves in love. Right? We want to train ourselves daily in love. What's it say? What is it in First, Second Corinthians, uh, First Corinthians 9? In verse 24, it says, Don't you know that in a race all runners run? Right? You know what it says? Well, yeah, they all run, but only one gets the prize. Which one gets the prize? The one that trained the hardest, the one that refuses to quit. We got to train that way in love. Paul even talked. I'll guarantee you, that's what he's talking about. He said, "He said I don't run like a man run, running aimlessly. I beat my body." What's he saying? Do you literally think Paul's punching himself in the nose? Huh? No, he's saying, "I, t- I put my flesh under. I put my flesh under, and I operate in the weapons of God's warfare. I operate in the power of love." Huh? So that I will receive a crown that lasts forever. How do I know he's operating in love? It's the only thing that lasts forever. Why? Because it's unfailing. Unfailing things last forever. Amen? Paul was out thinking about other people. You know, people say, I'm on a mission. He was on a mission, but his mission was driven by love for others. Right? That's why he could do what he did. That's why he spent months and years in prisons. You know, people look at Paul and they're like, I don't see how he did it. Love. Love. It's the only thing that changes you. It is, the, it is his way. It is, it's, a, it's the way to do things. Amen. Look at 1 Corinthians 13. 1 Corinthians 13. Though, though I speak in tongues of men and angels, verse 1, and have not love, I'm a, I'm a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. What's he saying? I don't care how fine your speech is. You know, people think, they immediately see tongues in the Bible and they think you're talking in tongues. He's talking about just talking. Talking tongues or not talking tongues. If you don't do it without, if you don't talk in tongues in love, you don't make a difference. If you're doing it just to be doing it, you're just scary. <laughs> right? You get in the middle of the grocery store, start speaking in tongues just because you think that's, you know, you're just wanting somebody to see you. Right? How many know you could be praying in tongues and nobody even know it? Huh? I know it because my mom prayed in tongues when she wasn't talking. Period. I think she did it when she was sleeping. Probably you walk in her room at night and she'd be mumbling under her breath in tongues. Probably praying for us. <laughs> but he said, I don't care what you're saying. If you don't say it in love, it has no power. Right? In other words, if you turn the other cheek, if you don't do it in love, what you just did has no power. What Jesus was saying was every reaction react in love, and its power will take care of the rest. Amen? Amen? And he's saying, you can talk as loud as you want. You can, you can give a fine-sounding speech. And you can have everybody giving you a standing ovation. And if you didn't have love, big gong. 
That's all you sounded like. Why? What's he saying? It's not going to matter tomorrow. What's, it's not going to make a difference. It doesn't matter what you say today. If it doesn't have love, it won't matter tomorrow. Amen? Or what we do must have value, and what gives it value is the love we do it with. That's God's way. What gives everything He does power is He does it all in love. Amen? Amen. He said, though I have the gift of prophecy, I can understand. I have the gift of prophecy. And people all the time say, will you sit back here? Well, I'm a prophet. Okay, will you sit back there? But I'm a prophet. Okay, sit back there. Well, do prophets get to sit on the front? Is that a rule? When you're a prophet, you sit on the front row? And if you're a prophet, why do you have to tell somebody? (laughs) I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just saying. (laughs) Okay? If you're a prophet, why do I... I'll know by your actions. I'll know by your demeanor. I'll know by your love. You don't need to tell me. <laughs> I'm a prophet, and I can understand all mysteries, and I have all knowledge. Without love, you know what the next word to that is? whoop de doo <laughs> That's what God said. Those are important gifts to the body of Christ. But without love, they'll never minister. They'll never minister. And that's what he said right there. He's saying, I don't, it doesn't matter. None of these things matter without this love. You can't do things my way outside of love. Amen. Right? Amen. Glory to God. Are you tired of this yet? Nope, no. It's good because I'm not. It says, and though I have faith. That I can move mountains. I have great faith. I've gotten a car with my faith. I've gotten two houses with my faith. And by golly, look how healthy I am with my faith. Your faith? You better go home and remember where you got healed, who healed you, how you got healed, because love healed you. Love got you a house. Love got you a car. And it did it beside, but even besides you saying all the stuff you just said. That's how strong love is. Because your flesh, when you just hear stuff like that, what's your flesh want to do? It wants to hit the person saying it. Yet God gave him a house and a car. Man, I remember when me and Kim, we decided, you know, it's, we, we, we want some kids. And, and the doctor said, you can't have kids. And we, we didn't believe that. But, you know, God laid it on her heart that we should adopt. And she read a book, and it was about stuff like that. And uh, God laid it on our heart we should adopt. And so, man, we started our faith journey. And, man, if somebody thinks that uh, adopting a kid is uh, harder than having one, they're probably about the same. The labor pains are just spiritual. Amen? But we started our journey of faith to adopt Ramsey. And uh, things started happening so fast, so quick. And, I mean, God, you could just see the power of God moving. And, I mean, within, what was it, six months or less from the time, maybe just over six months, actually, from the time that we began our journey, we had a baby. In fact, is we had a baby before we had stuff for the baby. Everything that was decorated in that room was in Kim's heart. 
It wasn't in the room yet. She went and sat and decorated it, but you'll still appear. I'm like, well, I don't know if a baby can sleep in that invisible bed. <laughs> Glory to God. God moved. And, and we started teaching Bible studies later, and I started talking about our faith. Our faith, man. God, our faith was strong. Our, our resolve was there, man. And by faith, we received our daughter. And, man, we were excited. And God, God stopped me one day, and he said, your faith, this much. My grace and mercy, this much. Glory to God. Don't think too highly of yourself. I don't care if you can move mountains. If you don't do it by love, and, and if, that, if that testimony isn't given out of love to help somebody else that's been believing for years, then what good is it? I don't want people to know about my faith. I want people to know about how good God was to yes. us. And He gave us a daughter that changed my life forever. It changed the way I see God in such a drastic way that I could never see Him differently again. Because He went from being my God to being my Father. That day. Amen? And a good one. How'd we get off on that story? Oh, if I had all faith. <laughs> Though I have faith and I can move mountains. Doesn't matter if you have it. Amen? If you don't love with it. What are you going to do with your faith? What are you going to do with the things that are, that are received by faith? All the gifts that we get by grace are, 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 get, are gotten, there's some good English for you, are gotten by faith. Amen? Amen? But the gift was through grace. The gift was through grace. Never forget the love of God. You know, people, look, they, 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 they throw these words like grace and mercy out there. That's love. That's what love is. That, that is a definition of love. Mercy is a definition of true love. Amen. When somebody does not deserve to get off scot-free... And mercy rushes in and lifts them up and pulls them out and says, not only are they getting off scot-free, I'm wiping away any record against them. Glory to God. <laughs> if it hath not love. So what's he talking about? He's talking about putting power in your life. Being able to do things that will change others just by, just by your action. Look at what he did. We've talked about this lady over and over again, the woman caught in adultery. Love changed her life that day. It, it gave her mercy, so she got rid of a death sentence. She had a death sentence. And mercy rushed in and said, no, no death for you today. I judge you innocent. That's what love does. And he spoke it. He spoke it to her. He said, where, where are your accusers? I don't have any, Lord. None, none, none left. And he said, neither do I condemn you. What's he doing? Words of love. Words of love. What are words of love doing right now? They're changing her life forever. They're not just changing the circumstance they're in. They're changing her life forever. She will never be the same from that day forward. Amen? Amen? 
Neither do I condemn thee. And now love's going to empower her. Go and sin no more. <laughs> so now I'm not, now I got mercy. I'm not, I don't have a death sentence and I have no, no record. And now I get grace, the ability to go and sin no more. She received mercy and grace right there that day through the words of Jesus. What were those words filled with? Love. That's where you get that wisdom. You can't come up with that on your own. Only love has that answer. We're looking for all kinds of answers, and the answer is in love. And it's the only answer that's right. It's His way. And it doesn't matter if you don't understand it. Guess what? None of those people that threw down their stones understood why she didn't get stoned. Why? Because the law said she should be stoned. The only thing they did understand is that they had sin, so they couldn't stone her. Right? We don't have to understand every reason He does something. We just have to trust in His love. We have to believe in His plan. Jesus walked the plan of God every day in love. It's the only way to walk that plan. You can't walk it another way. Right? What did Jesus tell us to do? Somewhere in my notes it's here. Look at John 14. Doing what He says is, you know, people say, well, that's proof that you love Him. Doing what He says can only be done if you love Him. Let me rephrase that. Doing what He says will only be done if you love Him. He says, if you love me, what do you say? If you love me, keep my commands. You know, a lot of people read that and they say, if you're afraid of me, do what I say. Because <laughs> that's when they do it. <laughs> if you need something, keep my commands. If you're believing me for something, keep my commands. If life's a little bit rough right now, keep my commands. <laughs> That's not what it says, is it? It says, if you love me, keep my commands. Isn't that what he said? That's what he said. That's empowering. That's, that's not his, what is his commands? What were the commands he's talking about? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, and love others as yourself. That was his commands. He said, if you love me, that's what you'll do. That's his commands. You know, a lot of people say, man, if you love him, you won't kill or cheat or lie or, or covet. Or, no. If you love him, you'll love. What he said, if you love me, love like me. Right? Because that's what he said later on in this very chapter. Love others the way I loved you. Amen? How did He love us? He gave us answers like the lady caught in adultery. He gave us answers like the woman at the well. He healed. He taught. He, he preached the goodness of God. And, he, and miracles and good things happened everywhere He was. Why? Because of love. He didn't go there just to do a miracle. He went there because He loved the people. And because He loved the people so much, miracles happened. 
We're going somewhere. Let's start happening. Let's train ourselves not to... You know what? Most of the time, before, long time ago, yesterday, (laughs) before I got to where I was going, I had already said so many things that when I got there, I was powerless. Right? Anybody ever done that? Right? You know, you, you woke up. And you started saying the wrong thing. You walked, you got in your car, and you continued saying the wrong thing. And God has a plan. And His plan doesn't stop. But now you're outside of it because you, you're not walking in His plan. You're walking in your way. You're seeing things your way. You're looking at situations from your perspective. And you're judging them from your flesh. And so when you get to where you're going... See, Jesus wasn't an A to B Savior. He was an A to Z Savior. You know how he got to the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman? He went the wrong direction. Right? You didn't go through Samaria if you were a Jew. You never went there. No way, no how. You wouldn't have been at the well because you don't go to where she is. But Jesus woke up with God's ways in his mind and he said, I'm going to do this. And he got to where she was because he had a God plan. Amen? That's how he got to her. Everywhere he went, he was ready when he got there. Why? Trained himself. People say, Jesus had to train. Yes. It says he was tempted just like you in every way, yet didn't sin. Just like me. In every way. Yet when I yelled at the driver in front of me, he didn't. Right? (laughs) Being prepared when you get there is very important. So... People say, well, as soon as I get there, I'm walking in love. You better walk in love on your way there, or it ain't going to matter when you get there. (laughs) You know, we're waiting to get where we're going. We're not A and B. We're A to Z. All the way to your destination are things in that path that God has for you to do, or getting you ready to be there. When you come to church on Sunday morning, do you wait to get to church? Before you put the smile on your face, is it? Oh, 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 and then you see the parking lot guy. Get to the church, greeters. Inside the door, ushers, hey, brother, ooh, hug me, come on, hug, come on, give me, show me some love, baby, come on. Huh? <clears throat> if we love him, we'll love like him. How did he love from morning to night, from morning to night, from morning to night? And he slept in love. Amen. He, he never let anything else lead him. That's why the weapons of his warfare were so mighty. He never lost a battle. No one ever came to him and said, Jesus, can you? And he said, hmm, you know, normally I could, but I woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. I don't have it in me. He had it in him every day. Every day he had it in him. And and it doesn't say, if you love me, make long speeches about me. You know, go back to 1 Corinthians. If you love me, make a long speech about me. Please, say nice things. We've got enough people saying nice things about Jesus. If you love him, do what he says. He says, man, that's all great. Go to Africa. Oh, I love Jesus so much. He's so great. He's the best. 
He, he, he does everything for me. He's my everything. And he's sitting there listening. He's saying, yeah, that's great. Now go minister to those little kids. You're saying, well, I'm sure glad I don't have to minister to little kids. But I sure love Jesus. <laughs> Make long speeches about me if you love me. That's not what he said. He said, if you love me, love like me. If you love me, prophesy. <laughs> prophesy and read all the books about me that you can. You know, spend every day, every waking moment in the Bible if you really love me. Is that what he said? No. <laughs> yes, get in the Word of God. Don't take me wrong or out of context. You're going to need the Word of God. What's the Word of love? You want, you want the directions on how to love every day? It's in the Bible. But if all you're seeking is more knowledge so you can tell people how much you know, that's not what he said. Prophesy and know all you can about me if you love me. No. Go to more meetings, get more tapes, get you some more CDs if you love me. If you love me, buy me something. Give me something if you love me. That's the world's, that's the world's definition of love. You know, if you want to buy somebody something, buy somebody something. You know, this tie right here is, is a special tie to me, actually, which is weird because I hate ties. <laughs> I'm sorry. They said after a few years I'd get to like them, and I still don't. <clears throat> but they, they do look nice with a suit, huh? But you know what? Somebody gave me this tie, and there were no strings attached. You know why they gave it to me? Because they love me. Right? And that's great. And if you give something unto the Lord because you love Him, that's great. But don't give Him something out of love, but not do what He says. Right? And then, then when something doesn't happen for Him, they're like, well, you know, I, I, I gave Him a tenth every, you know, I, I tithe. You hear people say this all the time. I tithe, and I go to church. And, and, and I do this. I work with the kids. I pray. I pray. When I pray, I make myself pray for one hour. Even if I don't say anything, I, and I, I just pray. And, and I'm just a good person. And this should happen for me. <laughs> what? That, you, the minute you say that, you should know you're not doing things His way. What you did makes no difference. It's what He did that made a difference. And you know why it made a difference? He did it in love. Amen? Amen. Amen. If we love Him, we'll love like Him. How did He love? He walked through this world as the Savior. He looked at people that were doing messed up things. And He said, I love them. They're, they're just like sheep without a shepherd. He didn't say... He didn't look at him and say, oh, how can you be that messed up? If Jesus starts saying that about you, you're in trouble. But he didn't. He looked at the crowds and he said, they're like sheep without a shepherd. They're harassed. They're helpless. When you mess up, he looks at you and he doesn't say, you're never going to get it. I've been telling you for years. I told you to do what I say. You won't do what I say. You won't do what I do. You know what? You're never going to get it. Jesus doesn't say that about us. That's not even His thought. He says, you're the righteousness of God in Christ. 
all the time, every morning, He knows that He bought your righteousness and that's who you are. You're the apple of God's eye and He loves you. And God gave everything for you. And He never looks at you different no matter how you act or not. Glory to God. And it isn't because you bought Him a pretty gift. And guess what? Buying Him a pretty gift, being a prophet, and giving a nice speech about Him does not release you from loving like He loved. Because that's still, after you do all that, He's going to say, oh, that's so nice, great. Now will you go love like I loved? Because that's what's real. That's what changes people. That's what changes your life. That's what changes me into a better person. Amen? It's what, it's what makes me able to do what He would want to do. His love changed me to change others. Glory to God. And He said, do what I say. Do what I say. Love like I loved. Look at James. We'll close there, I guess. You know, it's kind of weird. You put all these verses in them, and you, and you look at... I must have looked at... I don't know how many verses I looked at last night. I told Cam, I said, I guess it's all in there. Because I have no idea how I'm going to put it out. But I don't have to. I don't have to. What I have to do is love. I have to love. I have to love you all. And I have to love God. And I have to trust that He'll get out together with us everything we need to hear. Because you know what? You don't just need to hear it. I need to hear it. Amen? Because it says, Blessed is the man that endures temptation. Why? (laughs) Because you're going to be tempted tomorrow. Right? You're going to be tempted tomorrow. Enduring temptation. Actually, we'll read that verse real quick. Where was that? Blessed is the man that endures. James 1. Blessed is the man that endures temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. life. What, what, how, does it, how, does it, how is he tried? He's, he endures temptation. When he's tried, he'll receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to who? Them that love him. What do them that love him do? Love like Him. Enduring temptation equal to love. Huh? You won't endure temptation if you're not walking in love. Why? Because you'll be tempted not to and you won't. (laughs) You'll, You'll go with your own imaginations and you'll go with your own thoughts. Right? He that endures temptation loves Him and he that loves Him loves like Him. Right? Isn't that what he said? He said, you'll receive the crown of life, which the Lord promised them. What's he saying? He said, you're enduring temptation because you love him. That's why you endure it. Other people quit. Other people don't turn the other cheek. You know, I was talking to some friends last night. They came over to our house and we were talking. They're still teaching uh, classes where we used to go to church, actually. And still, uh, you know, we taught Bible studies in some different circles. And they're still having some of the same issues we had when I was teaching Bible studies, which are good issues if you love the people. If you don't, you quit on them. You know, but we're talking about some of the answers that people get back to them. And I got to thinking about my mom. She never gave a hateful answer. I never got a hateful answer from her. You could go to her and say, okay, this, this person robbed a bank, killed two kids while they were in there, ran off, 
did this, did that, did that. I mean, you could go with a string a mile long, and she would say something nice. She'd say, you know, God died for them. She would find something. She'd, she would say, and loves them. I wonder what it is that got them to that place today. But I know what it is that will get them out. You know, you'd go to her and you would expect the slap on the other cheek. You would never get it. Why? Love. It's love. It's the only thing that matters. It's the only, you know, we went, there was a story on the news when she was in and a pit bull had bitten a little girl in the face and hurt her bad. And, And everybody said, oh, we need to pray for that family. And mom goes, yeah, we need to pray for them. And we need to pray for the owner of that dog. And I'm like, I'm not even thinking about the owner of that dog. I'm thinking, why did they have that dog? What was that dog not doing an offense? And that's not the... She was thinking God. I was thinking Dave. Right? That's how we're to think. Glory to God. It's a different way of thinking, isn't it? Did I say go to James 2? James 2, verse 14. We'll close with it. We better. I'm out of time. You ever notice there's no end to talking about love? That's the thing. I don't have an ending verse. (laughs) You guys think, well, I wonder where his last verse is. I don't know. It's this one because we're out of time. James 2, 14, it says, what does it profit? What's that sound like? Sounds like 1 Corinthians 13, doesn't it? It says, if you do this, it'll have no profit. What's he saying? What does it profit? Brothers, if a man says he has faith and not works. We're a faith church, right? We're a faith church. Yes. Guess what? If we don't have works to match our faith, what kind of works? Love works. Right. Why? Because faith works by love. Amen. It doesn't work another way. What's he talking about when he's saying if you don't have works? He's saying faith without works is dead. Faith without love is dead. Why? Because love is the corresponding action to faith. Amen. God believed you'd get saved someday and he gave Jesus. That was his faith. That was his faith action. And he saved the world by that action. That action was out of love for God so loved. He didn't, he, didn't ha- he didn't have you sitting there saying, Yeah, God, if you do this, I'll come to him. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. But by faith. What? By faith. You say, well, he's God. He can have it. No, he doesn't just have faith. He is love. So everything he has faith in happens. Amen? Amen. He said, what does it profit, my brothers? Though a man says he has faith and has not works, can faith save him? What's the answer? No. If a brother... And then he he goes into this story. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute for daily food, and one of you say to him, depart in peace, be warm and filled. Be warm and filled. Oh, that's too bad. Be warm and filled. Oh, that's too bad. And everybody says, yeah, you know, you should give them money. No, you should give them ability. What did God give you when you were naked and destitute? He saved you, He healed you, and gave you His ability. You know, too many people say, oh, yeah, we got to give to the poor. Yeah, you need to give to the poor. Jesus said give to the poor. But that ain't always going to help. There's a day where it's time to give them ability. You know what we do here with, with Cassie? I go and I, I drive up and down the streets looking for help wanted signs. You know why? Not because I want another job. I already got a 120-hour-a-week one. 
It's a good one too, serving the Lord. Yes, Amen. Sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. But other people are coming in here looking for money. They are. And that's great. If I if we can help them out or if the Lord leads us to help them out, if you know, they're I'm not going to go into all that, but some, you know, there there are ways that the Lord said handle things like that and we handle them just that way. But better yet, I say, you know what? There's a motel over here with a help wanted sign in the window. There's there's a store here with a help wanted sign in the window. There's places to go. Let, let me let me get let me show this is natural help. Yes. Right? And we want to love them, but we, we also want to give them ability. Yes. We want to, and, and then you'll also see whether they want ability. That's right. That's what God does to us. What, what did He do with the people with the talents? He gave them ability. It says He gave according to their ability. So the one that got five had good ability. The one that got two had two ability. One that had one had one ability. Two of them used their ability. One of them didn't. He didn't want to. He didn't want a job. Okay, that's not where we were going. <laughs> if you say, be warm and filled, if, you, if depart in peace and be warm and filled, notwithstanding you giving those things which are needful to the body, again, the, the word again, what does it profit? In other words, if you do all these things and there's no love, this is what, this is what unlove does. Be warm and filled. And it's, it's really nice about it. Oh, brother, be warm and filled. I'm so sorry you're in that situation. I feel so bad for you. Hmm. I, I wished it was different. You really do. And, and you'll sit there and, and try to make them feel like you feel bad about it, but what you're really trying to do is get them somewhere else so you can quit feeling bad about it. That's right? right? <laughs> but what he's really saying is if you do these things... And if you do, if, if, if faith without works, faith without love, it, it won't do anything. This is like, this is a picture of faith without love. It sees things that it can fix, but it'll never do it because it has no love. Our faith must be grounded in love. We are Faith Life Church, but it says out on the sign, abounding love. We should abound in love. We should abound in, this, in these ways of Jesus. We should, we should begin to train differently, to react differently to situations. When the situation's bad and everybody's blowing up, we don't blow up. Right? We, have, we, we draw in the sand. Everybody around you is blowing up. And you're, um, you go this way, you go this way, and I'll throw the ball out here. Oh, no, that's what we did. We used the sticks and the bottle cap. We draw on the sand, right? And we come up with the wise answer. We come up with the love answer. We're the ones that don't condemn. We're the ones that build up and edify. We're not the ones that tear down. With our words, we change situations. Look at one more scripture, Ephesians 4, and we'll close. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. In other words, what you're getting ready to say has got to be words of love. Anything but love is going to be corrupt. What's it mean? It's going to tear down. It's corrupt. It's going to corrupt. It's going to tear it down. He says, don't let that come out of your mouth. Why? Because love doesn't do that. If that comes out of your mouth, you're not doing it His way. His way is love. It says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good. Love's good. Love builds up. It says, it says, good to the use of edifying, to building it up. What's it say in Corinthians? It says, if knowledge puffs up, 
You know, you're going to get up and give a good speech. Tell them what you know. Give them 16 scriptures. It'll puff up. It'll show them how great you are, but it won't show them how good God is. It says don't don't do that, but but let you but you have good communication to the use of building up, and it ministers what grace to the hearer. What's he saying? It gives them ability. In other words, if you see a sister or brother that that needs ability, you build them up, and you give them grace. You build them up and you minister grace. Amen? Amen. That's our job on the earth. Stand up with me. We build them up and we minister grace. We build them up and we minister grace. That's what love does. That's what Jesus did to every person He came in contact with. You think that lady caught in adultery was built up? When she, when, she, when she looked at Jesus and He said, where are your accusers? Man, that was edifying, be guaranteed. <laughs> she looked up, no stones, no mad people. The, the, whole cir- the whole circumstance was changed by love. And then He gave her grace. He said, now you're forgiven, now go. He gave, he gave her forgiveness and ability all in the same time. That's what love does. Love forgives. Love gives. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. 